0: It's Tennessee Titans Suck, everybody, and guess what? It's three really excited guys. We go into the ship. What? We're going to the AFC
1: Championship game, baby. and I cannot be any more excited.
2: Since we're playing on Saturday and the Chiefs and the Texans are playing tomorrow, we get an extra day of rest over whoever we play. And, yes, we have to go on the road. We've got an extra day to rest up after we just punched in the mouth maybe the best team in a long time.
0: We're coming to you right now, recording. We've got uh, two minutes and 45 seconds. We're counted down. Last-ditch effort, we've got Lamar Jackson here. Too little, too late here. I know we thought we could win this game. John, you and I picked them to win. I knew they had a chance to win this game. We have executed flawlessly. This team has come out and expected to win and all its cliches. Biggest thing for me, we didn't make any mistakes. We never buckled. Uh, We never got too conservative. But from the absolute jump, Baltimore was out of rhythm, especially in the offensive pass game, right, John?
1: Oh, yeah. They dropped a whole bunch of passes. I think right now, as it stands, they're at six or seven dropped passes. I know Willie to had at least three. And, I mean, that's how you kind of have to, to force this kind of on offense, you know, in, into making those kind of mistakes and making mental errors. And I'll tell you what, we played fearless.
2: That's how I would categorize this game, fearless and mistake-free football. What I really think we did was we beat Baltimore at their own game. What their game, whole game is based around is their defense gets turnovers. They get quick points. They get shot plays in the in the passing game. And then they get more stops, and they let the run game control the clock, control the opponent's offenses where they can never really gain momentum. They're always playing from behind. And that was the biggest issue. Their offense is based around running the football, which is always going to be less effective than passing. But the thing is, it never got to the point at all in this 12-game win streak where they had to pass, where they had to abandon the run, even in the 49ers game when they won out on the last second field goal. They were always tied at worst in that game, so they could lean on the run game. Today, Bayard had an interception when they were about to get into the red zone, set up our first touchdown. We stopped them on fourth down at midfield. Tannehill hits an amazing deep shot to Raymond. We're up 14-0 in the blink of an eye. And then we really took control. Derrick Henry had another amazing game he had 190 rushing yards he's the first player ever to have 180 rushing yards in three straight games including regular season and postseason and we just beat them at their own game they don't expect to play from behind they don't expect to pass a whole bunch and have to scramble for points they like to play it slow methodical take their time dictate to the defense what
0: they do and today that was us we've been fans for a long time this game is for and you just think of right now, honestly. That 2000 team and that 2018 team, this, this wins for them, right?
1: Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, you know, we flipped it on its ear, you know, coming in as a 6th seed and playing Baltimore as a 1. Like we talked about earlier on the podcast this week, time to change history. We are a dangerous team. I've been saying it all along, and people don't want to play us. We are easily Baltimore's toughest opponent that they were going out of the team's left that they could have faced. They didn't want to play us, and, you know, it, it shows right now. As we're sitting here watching a 28-12 ball game and henry playing outside of his mind you know when they were coming out of the tunnel we we all sat here and we watched and there's no fear none of them blinked and you know i as nervous as all of us were in coming into this game i think we all had a moment of clarity at that moment and whether we realized it or not i think we all kind of knew somewhere deep down inside we were going
0: to win i think they certainly did and that doesn't win you a game but you have to start there and that's cliche to say well they expect to win clearly clearly they absolutely did They were not intimidated by this team we started two and four landon we've talked about that for three months it's one thing to ride a ship and go nine and seven after starting two and four it's another thing to to compete in the afc championship and beat the best team in football to get there where does this rank for you just where we are at this point in titans history to me for as
2: long as i've followed and i can remember following them since i'm not nearly as old as you guys this is the best i've ever felt i mean watch
1: it with that land
2: For as long as I've watched them, I haven't watched them as long as you guys. This is easily the peak to me because we're playing for the AFC Championship game. We're one win from the Super Bowl. We're two wins away from a title. And our second best player, Ryan Tannehill, has thrown for 160 yards total in two games. And we killed the greatest dynasty the league has ever known. And we killed one of the best teams of all time. And as our second best player has performed rather poorly for
0: what we expect of him, even though he's delivered
2: when we ask him.
0: John, is the national narrative gonna be us as as a possible Super Bowl champion, or is it gonna be more of, oh, it's nice what they've done, here comes Kansas City. Are we gonna hear more about Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, or are we gonna be taken seriously as a legit contender this week? Oh, we better be. (laughs) You know, it's about time. We need to get our national
1: recognition like we talked about earlier this week, beating the, the Patriots, that gained a lot of national attention. We got a lot of new fans. And this, beating the number one seed, a team that is setting historic marks as far as offensive production and, and you know, the way that they've won, we better be taken seriously because we came
0: in and we shut them up. Elaine and I know down two touchdowns. They had to sort of amend what they were gonna do. But even then, I know you feel like they misused Jackson tonight. Yes, he had a hundred yards rushes. He threw 50 times tonight. That's
2: completely insane because this is the reincarnation of Michael Vick. This isn't Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. This isn't a guy you want to put in the air all the time. This is a guy you want to run, to be cool under pressure. And we saw when they were starting to make up ground and what you could say was garbage time. We had no answer. When they dropped back, they're looking to pass the middle of the field clears out and Lamar Jackson just scrambles and jukes everyone on our defense and gets 30 yards. We had no answer. He rushed for over 100 yards. He had 50 passing attempts. That has easily never happened in NFL history. I really thought they should have used them more, not just on design quarterback runs and the read options, but go back to pass, spread out the defense. If if your first two reads aren't there, just scramble and get yards. We didn't have an answer and they went away from the most dangerous part of his game. I really think that's what sunk them because they didn't go into the best part of what made their offense work today, which was we respect the pass. We're playing off. We're playing conservative. Lamar Jackson runs for a first down every time. They didn't open that up till the third quarter when we're up 22. Tannehill took the kneel. It's over. It's
1: official. Put it in the books. Titans 28, Baltimore Ravens
0: 12. We are moving on. So when we talk about this game 20 years from now and god willing we will be around and talking about this and if we are we will be talking about this win uh guys if you have a mount rushmore of players and i want to hear kind of why you think so you have a mount rushmore of four players that made this win happen who's on the mountain for you i think henry's definitely up there you know a guy who runs
1: for nearly 200 yards in probably one of the toughest playoff games we were gonna have
2: he's got to be up there king henry yeah he powered the offense obviously Tannehill only had 88 yards henry carried us he had that jump pass which is maybe the greatest moment i've ever witnessed for the times derrick henry with marcus mariota in the pistol mariota motions out wide into receiver henry runs up to the line and throws a jump pass to Corey davis on his birthday to shut up this crowd derrick henry has to be up there then my number two Interesting enough, Kamale Correa, his contain on oh, Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson for as long as we contained him was just amazing because yeah. when they d- had designed quarterback runs to the outside, Correa played disciplined. He forced them outside. He forced them back towards our reinforcements. There's never really a point where Correa messed up and that led to a big game.
0: Oh, there's no question. That's such a, a great one. The other one for me is Jarrell Casey. Oh, yeah. It's so tough. Our entire defensive line and Simmons looked great and Daquan Jones, but. Just the toughness and the grit. Jarrell Casey, an incredible performance. Now, you can go down the line, we had a great performance from a lot, but I think those three guys or whatever, and yeah, he had 80 yards, but Tannehill, here's the thing about the playoffs, when you have a runner like Henry, who's literally having a historic run and all the proud moments and all the great running backs in history, this guy is literally making history. But when we need Tannehill for third and short, we get Tannehill for third and short.
2: Oh, yeah, I think if we had a fourth player for this Mount Rushmore of today's amazing win, I think we should break the rules and give it to the entire offensive line. Because this Baltimore Ravens defensive front, their defensive line, they're so big, they're so stout against the run. And Derrick Henry had maybe one or two runs out of over 20 that were stopped in the backfield. Now a lot of this Derrick Henry is amazing, but this line played out of its mind. We only had one penalty all day. That was on Taylor Wan getting too amped up, too excited, too ready to put someone in the dirt. And they just played out of their minds you can against give a great them one defense. on the road
0: though i'll give them one oh, on the yeah. road and you're right our offensive line we talk about henry they're always running downhill roger yeah. saffold nate davis had looked ugly on a few plays and then made plays down the stretch i mean just absolutely could not do that without
1: them. oh yeah and that's what this whole team is about each positional group they rebound nobody gets nobody lets one bad play ruin them i mean we've seen every single. i think we've seen every single position group had have one bad play. But the pro- the thing is, the reason why we won this game is every single player came yeah. back. And they, they had a, held sh- a short memory. And they yeah. pushed on. And, you know, not to get too cheesy here, but that's how you go from good to great. Uh, you know, what Vrabel's been preaching No all cliche year.
0: there. We did it tonight. And yeah. it took guys that have been on this team for a month. It took guys that have been hurt for a month. But just look at the effort. Adoree Jackson. Look at Khalif Raymond. Oh, absolutely. That, that guy. guy and what he literally went through and and his concussion and over the shoulder. I mean, they make it look easy. What a catch, Landon. Oh. Uh, that wasn't even the best catch we had. That wasn't
2: even the best touchdown catch we had. John U. Smith. Oh my god. That was simp- That's Smith. simply spectacular. Yeah. That's one of the plays where even if we only make the Super Bowl, which I'm not going to say because we're going to win the Super Bowl after this. Beautiful. When they're uh. when they're running the DVD or what or the stream. Of how our season went that's the play that will live on as maybe the best of our season because that really set the tone that told the ravens and their fans yeah we're here to play we can hang with you guys oh yeah and it was just one grown man being better than another
0: that touchdown put them out of their game and we talked about how we couldn't get down by two touchdowns they got down by two touchdowns and that killed them we've talked about how lamar had to pass and all that and i think they did abandon what they do early But that was an absolute back
1: They aren't a team, you know, honestly, they're not a team built for comebacks. They're a team built like we talked about, you know, getting up on teams really big and kind of coasting towards, you know, to the end when they can just overpower people. But we saw them really crack under all the pressure tonight, and I couldn't be any more proud of this defense and this team and what
0: we've been through and everything we're going through. I'm just happy to be a Titan. Sometimes we've done gimmicky stuff, and it's like, hey, just do your thing. When we saw Tannehill throw a perfect pass and go through his hands, In Titans history, you get your shot, you don't get it, you kick a field goal. They pull Tannehill out, what are they doing? Mariota goes, talk about that play, guys, and just talk about how that underscores. For years, play calling has been a liability, it's been conservative, and it was an absolute asset for us down the stretch, but that play underscores. What an asset, we're watching it right now. Henry to Davis, happy birthday, Corey, right? Oh, absolutely, and it
2: just just showed the swagger and the audacity we had. To have our 250-pound running back, the best power back, the best rusher in the league, yeah. run out of Wildcat. He runs straight to the line. We act like we're going to overpower you. Nope. He's going to rise up. He's going to throw a touchdown. That's an actual throw. That's not a pop pass. That's not a basketball floater. That's a grown man throw right there. And I'll tell you what, we haven't run Wildcat in quite a few weeks now, and I think that's
1: you know strategic that we were going to do at this game. And I'll tell you what. Um, You know, pulling Tannehill out, putting Mariota in. I'm sure that whole defense had a plan for when Tannehill comes out and Mariota goes in to watch for the um, the RPOs and watching what Mariota can do. And then when Mariota, when he motioned to the outside, you know, they have to go to plan C. And it's just like, I don't think they can prepare for that. And Derrick Henry throwing a touchdown pass, that's nowhere on their radar. It was
2: amazing. And it really opens up a lot of opportunities down the line because we can come out in the exact same formation and we can do so much Henry could actually run it. We can throw the same throw. If the defense cheats off Mario, we can throw it to Mario who's shown that he can receive. We can put Mario in motion and do interesting things. That play started with Mario in, in the pistol like an actual quarterback. He finished that play as a wide receiver so far in the playoffs. He's had he's been in the game for three plays. All three players have executed or forced the defense to call a timeout in the Patriots case. He's like Taysom Hill in a way, even though we don't use him enough. He's an X factor that defenses can't prepare for because he's never on the field. And when he is on the field, he executes because he loves this team. And he'll do whatever it takes to help this team succeed. Guys, I want to
1: bring up an important point, point to this game that, you know, we've kind of noticed over the last two weeks between last week and this week, how many fourth down stops have we got? Yeah. And how many have we made and just looked incredible and willed this team be to... can overlooked. Oh, my goodness. No. And, I mean, you know, credit to D&Ps, credit to every single player on this roster for making it happen. We said
0: that we would have to force turnovers, and we forced Lamar into three today. That and the shared brain of our defense. I point out Brock and Evans. Is these guys... They all knew what they were doing, and they pushed him out of bounds, and they were strategic. They let him get what he could get. But he, yeah, he he rushed for yards, but he never got to the point where he could consistently sustain drives and beat us. And that takes a total team effort. Uh, Dean Pease, Mike Vrabel, the rest of the coaching staff, the leaders on this team, it just seemed like everybody knew exactly where they are going to be, and they were playing pinball against that guy. That's what it took. Wesley Woodyard's not the point where he can run them. How many times did he push them out of bounds yep. they were patient they didn't overpursue. Evans and Correa have been guilty in the past over and they they've got to be handed so much credit right oh
2: absolutely this is one of the better one of the best Titans defensive performances I've seen out of them probably ever because if you combine interceptions fumble recoveries and fourth down stops we had seven turnovers today the best offense in the league with the MVP maybe the unanimous MVP, turned the ball over seven times. Seven turnovers period doesn't happen in a game, even when it's the Patriots against the Jets third string quarterback. That never happens at home with the one seed, with the MVP, with the best offense. Our defense has stepped up so much
0: in in these past two weeks and they just make timely plays when we need them to shift momentum. We, We put them out of sync, guess what? That hadn't been really done in the last three months. When they scored that first touchdown, what have you said? Well, maybe we'll quieten this crowd. I said, well, I don't think the first one will do, but that second touchdown. What do you think, John? How important was it to absolutely, they were so loud. Tell everyone had that false start, but we, we took them, with that second touchdown, we, we took the crowd out of the We game. took them
1: out back. And, you know, we talked about it earlier this week. We had to play this kind of a game, and we couldn't allow, we couldn't allow our team to get behind by more than one score. And, you know, what did we do? We outperformed. We, we let them you know, get, get down by two scores, three scores. And even before, you know, before you know it, it was out of hand. I mean, they scored that touchdown, but really, there was no looking back.
2: Yeah, Raymond quieted the crowd when there were murmurs. Derrick Henry put the dagger through their heart when we came out with a jump pass to go up 21-6. to six. Oh, J- man. Just the absolute swagger to do that on the road in their house to go up that much really just broke their spirit. And in a way, it reminded me of three years ago when Auburn played Alabama, on Johnson's last year. Exact simply, he's in the Wildcat. He takes it, jump pass, touchdown. The whole momentum shifted. They increased their lead. They, the underdog, threw a haymaker right into the favorite. They showed him that they belonged. They gave him something they didn't expect. They had him reeling. That was just how we played all day. They came in expecting to win their 10-point favorites by Vegas. They think they're supposed to win. This is supposed to be a year of destiny. Nope. You're just like the 15-1 Packers from 2011. You're one and done. No one's going to remember you outside of you choking.
0: Ryan Tannehill, as we mentioned, finished 7-14, 88 yards. Two touchdowns, only sacked one time. Derrick Henry, 30 carries, 195 yards, 6.5 yards a carry. No touchdowns, interestingly. Ryan Tannehill, of course, ran in for a touchdown. A.J. Brown had a carry for nine yards. Khalif Raymond, Johnny Smith, and Corey Davis caught touchdowns. Drill Casey, two sacks tonight, guys. Harold Landry had a sack. And on top of that, Correa had a sack.
1: Casey had the forced fumble, which was recovered by uh, Jeffrey Simmons, so that was huge.
0: You know, you can look at stats and they're important, but just such a team effort all around. I don't, like we talked about earlier, no weak link here. Oh, absolutely.
2: And on defense, one guy who really stood out to me was Jeffrey Simmons. His push on the offensive line. That wasn't even his greatest contribution today. Outside of outmuscling offensive linemen, out hustling them to get the fumble recovery to put us up big, it was just his attitude, his talking with Lamar Jackson. They had some history in Lamar Jackson's final game in college in a bowl game. Just his attitude and how he was pushing everyone's buttons and getting everyone off their game. He probably got in at least three altercations where he got face to face. They were talking, they were saying things, they had to be separated, and he just brought the energy. He brought the confidence that we're not scared of you. We're just as good as you if we're not better, and we're going to prove it. All right, guys,
0: this is going to be super fun. The best part of uh, winning on Saturday night, we get to enjoy tomorrow. Oh, baby. We get to sit back and see who we're going to play. Our next game is going to be Sunday. It's going to be a CBS game. I saw something conflicting. I thought it said noon. On ESPN, it says 205 Central. So, guys, AFC Championship game next oh. Sunday will be the early game. Let's talk tomorrow. Texans at Chiefs, two oh five uh, on CBS. Who do you want to play next Sunday?
1: You know, just off of my gut, I want to play Houston again because I look at Houston as a team that's getting way too banged up. You know, they're going to be limping if they win tomorrow. They're going to be limping into the AFC Championship game. And you know, how incredible would it be to have two teams from the AFC South battle it out in the AFC Championship game? When all you know, off season we talked about our own division being one of the toughest in the league, and I think that the proof is in the pudding at that point. I really, you know, we've had a lot of luck against Kansas City, uh, but I just really don't want to. I, I really don't want to go to Kansas City and play there because we all know how Arrowhead can get. They've been really turning it on lately as far as the defense goes. But, you know, honestly, after tonight, I don't
2: care who we play. Landon, Chiefs are now a 10 point favorite. Oh, I want to play Houston. Like John said, they're banged up. They've been banged up. Their best defensive player, J.J. Watt up until it got to crunch time and they're down big. He was really only playing rotational snaps and pass rushing downs. If your best defensive player can not be trusted to play a whole game, you're in for trouble. And I think it's gonna take a Herculean effort tomorrow for them to upset the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Now we upset the Ravens too, but we were in control this entire game. We dictated everything. We never had to, we never had to claw our way to a win. We, there was nothing fluke about this. Yeah, we controlled the pace. We controlled everything about this game. And we owe them for week 15 in Nashville. When Derek Henry was hurt, he was nowhere near 100%. We only lose by three. And then obviously we play them in Houston. They let us get into the playoffs. They rest their starters. And even against the Bills, they have not looked good at all down the stretch in the last four weeks, really. They had two touchdown passes on us. Then Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston self-destructs and gets them a win. And then in Buffalo, they go down 16-0. They easily could have been down 23-0, depending on how you feel about that weird kickoff fumble touchdown recovery. And Buffalo had a chance to win in overtime with just a field goal, and they couldn't do it. Josh Allen crumbled under pressure, and they could barely eke out a win. So if they're going to somehow squeak by a really dangerous Chiefs team after looking pretty rough down the stretch, I like our chances. This is our chance to redeem ourselves because pretty much the past five years, Houston has been the biggest obstacle in our path to success. They've beaten us in Week 17s, They've beaten us to take the division. They've just beaten us, period. J.J. Watt has terrorized us forever. It's about time we take it to them in their house.
0: would be nice to get another shot at them. We owe
1: them a lot. We've already beat the Chiefs a couple times in the last couple years. You know, I really want to give the Texans one more. Final thoughts, big fella. This Mike Vrabel coach team, they are ready for this spot. And when we first hired Vrabel, I was, you know, lukewarm on him. Knew a little bit about him from his, you know, history of with with the Patriots and you know with the Texans and uh, then his stint with Ohio State. But I'll tell you what, he has overperformed and he has had this team ready every single week when it's mattered. Yeah, we may have lost a couple games and you know none of none of them were really big blowouts or anything, but Mike Vrabel had this team ready tonight to a level that I haven't seen. You know, and I'm just overly impressed with him. So. If we can go back to the, to our conversation earlier about the, the Mount Rushmore of the Titans, I would actually put Vrabel up there as well because, you know, he has coached his butt off, and he has these players ready
2: to go. All right. To me, this was the best defensive performance of our season by far. It's in a tier of his own, maybe even two tiers above anything else. That was without Jalen Brown, who's probably been our third best player on defense overall, our best coverage linebacker by far, one of our best guys we can spy, we can – guard the outside runs, we didn't have him. And there's a really good shot that he's back next week because his injury enough to force him out this week, it wasn't severe or damaging enough that he's gonna miss multiple weeks. He could easily be back for whoever we play next week. And that's that's amazing news because to get a defensive leader, a guy who's so vital to our pass coverage over the middle of the field and who coordinates so much on our defense to play amazing without him, then to get him back at the most pivotal of times that w- that could be the extra juice that this team doesn't need, but would make us even better.
1: Oh yeah. And he gets an extra day of rest with us playing on Sunday next week. So come on Jay let's do
0: it, buddy guys. That's going to wrap my favorite <laughs> podcast of all time. It's incredible. We keep playing more football guys. We've had a great reception to this show and it's just been great the last few weeks. Share this with us if you don't mind. Uh, find somebody that you know is a, is as big of a Titans fan as you are and uh, send them a link to this please. Uh, teach your dad or your grandma that's a huge Titans fan. Teach her how to work podcast. Please just uh, share us out. We're gonna be back with you midweek. We're gonna get ready for the Man. AFC Championship. Man. I hope every Titans fan listening enjoys the heck out of tomorrow just sitting back and seeing who we're going to play. And I just think, I know we don't know any of these guys, but I just thank our team for having the guts of this and everybody being prepared. Such a professional, having the heart. feels really great to be a Nashvilleian and it feels even better to be a Titans fan. We'll see you guys in a couple days. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.